What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back again with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And we have a wonderful repeat guest here today. So there's no guarantee that this episode will stay on any sort of rails. I'm pretty sure we started the episode off the rails already, but we're going to get back quickly on track and we're going to talk about how to get over the uh, the 100 deal a year hump, uh, how to deal with the shifting market. Uh, we're recording in fall of 2018, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Dave Pinnell, who is back with us, and uh, he is the wonderful person who introduced us to the ever more wonderful Glenn Twiddle. So we have much to talk about with Dave. We can, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. So. Without much further ado, first of all, my illustrious co-host, my my co-partner and, and uh, co-pilot in all real estate crimes, Greg McDaniel, what's up today? What up, Johnson Face? Baby cakes. Man, it is fun. We're talking with Dave off air. Um, you know, if you guys cannot see me, I'm wearing a Curious George shirt today. It says, all day, every day, and just chilling, doing nothing. I am dressed up for Halloween. It is Halloween on this recording, and I'm dressed up as an agent who doesn't want to do anything, a.k.a. every agent who doesn't want to do shit on every day. So I just figured I was coming <laughs> with my true self. <laughs> yes, Dave laughs. Well, you, you know you're a true agent if you've turned Halloween in that occurs in a midweek Halloween into a five-day vacation. Well, yeah. don't, 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 don't we all? I mean, come on. I mean, shit, I, I got the memo. No one else got the I'm, memo on that? Okay. Well, this I'm, is I'm not market. Wearing... I don't really get Take off the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's All a right. true fact. Uh, but so, I'm uh, super pumped to have Dave back. Dave actually is uh, out of Texas and um, in Fort Worth. Where my brother and sister actually went to college. And he devastated my heart when he told me that uh, a club that my brother used to bounce at and a club I used to go, like to go to, Ado's, is no longer in his, uh, in his location anymore. But I'm told it's still there. Right, Dave? Yeah. with every, You know, it's in memory. <laughs> we'll go it's, we'll it's go in our hearts. Tonight. Yeah. A very foggy memory. A very foggy okay. memory when no one wants to remember. But uh, I actually still, actually, right, so, the um, funny thing is, Dave, I actually have one of their shirts um, that my brother used to bounce with, and I work out in it. That thing is freaking small. I don't know how my brother used to fit in that damn thing. He's a giant. I mean, people think I'm big. Jesus. Anyways, yeah, I keep cutting Matt I off. And he's, memories of that place, I'm too. Still, I'm still, re well, I'm still reeling over many things. One of the many things I'm currently reeling over is why you're wearing a shirt that is probably five years old to work out in that yeah. your brother used to bounce in. I mean, we're talking about, is it a 10 year old shirt? Oh, Does the, the shirt is old enough to have its own kids. It actually could. It actually yeah, could, but you know what? Hey, you can't work out in new shirts. You got to work out in old shirts, brother. Come on, man. Do you, what do you go down to like, you know, Ross and pick up your brand new tidy whitey and go out and work out in it? Or do you go work out in the old shit? I order workout gear on Amazon like a man. <laughs> So you wear spandex, yeah. all spandex, <laughs> all spandex all the time, baby. All right. So Dave, fill us in no for those that missed your last episode, which is, uh, I think it's been like a year and a half, maybe even two years since we had you on the show, which is crazy in itself. But wow. uh, tell, I know it's been a while, right? Well, cause we have, we've had Glenn on a million times since then. And you were the one that introduced us to Glenn. And I'm pretty heart. sure we've known Glenn for like a year and a half. So Good. Catch us up. Uh, so first of all, we'll get into the, the specifics of what have happened in the meantime, but just tell people kind of where you're at and uh, sure. the structure of your business. Uh, you know, we moved downstairs from our closet upstairs where you did the interview before. We had 300 square feet. Now we have over 2,500 square feet of Ooh. office space. It's nice. I've got uh, six people that work for me now, and I've, I've got almost uh, almost married seven months oh. away. and. She's running my business now for me. I don't make any more decisions. That's a that's a joke. 
we partnered up. We partnered up in a. We joke, but you don't joke, way. and we all know that. Yeah. That's a good married man right there. Yeah. <laughs> Costa Rica, baby. I'm going to own me that coffee farm one day. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, so what uh, what was your transactions a couple years ago? Give us an idea of kind of where where your trajectory is heading. Well, before I even uh, before I started listening to you guys, and I didn't my perspective wasn't there yet where I wanted to grow it to. I was comfortable doing 45 to 60 deals a year. I was comfortable. It was a good pay. It's a, you know, seller satisfaction. Then you start hearing these teams and you heard the podcast and you're like, wow, I could really sell 400 to 1,000 homes a year. And, um, you know, it's been a struggle. Like everybody says on the, the cast, there's things you got to go through. But we're about to go over 100 deals and, or at least 100 identified deals, not closed in the calendar year, which is amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, you're sitting, what, 80, 80 right now? Yeah, we have 66 closed and 15 pending, or an escrow closed, showing people mm-hmm. under agreement. Yeah. To still work a couple us. months to go. We're at, we're at the very end of October, so you still got two months to put stuff under contract, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Nice um, what, and you mentioned you've got six people working for you now. What, what are their roles? What do they do? I got Elizabeth. Uh, she's my fiance. She's doing the operations side for it now until we fill that. Um, I got one full-time buyer's agent and two ISAs that call at night. They copy, you know, circle prospecting, calling foreclosures, calling some of the turbo stuff out there, probate leads, um, anything we could get a, you know, a new client or stay in touch with ones we've really done a good job for. Okay. Wow. They're doing a lot. So they're, they're ice cold prospecting in neighborhoods all the way to reaching out to your past database. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Very cool. All right, so we've got a, a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about the market a little bit right now, just because I think it's gonna, it's on people's minds and and it's going to come up again, regardless of you know if you're listening to this three or four years from now. Welcome, yeah. you know, hello from the past. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what is the market doing right now in Fort Worth. We have taken a ninety degree shift. Um, it used to take about two hours to sell a house here in Fort Worth if you price right between one fifty to three hundred price range. Uh, now it's we're sitting about a 90-day market. Um, you know, if you're you're still priced to, uh, you know, five percent below retail, you're still going to get multiple offers. But you want to be absolutely priced right, and and you know, it. I love it because we're going to lose a lot of the rookie agents, a lot of amateur, a lot of discount stuff out there. That mm-hmm. um, you know, they're feeding a lot of the sellers a lot of like BS, boo for BS today, but. You know, we've always worked in a way that um, that we didn't have an MLS system. A lot of agents, you know, rely on the uh, multiple listing servers just to put something on the market and hope and pray it sells with a yard sign. And, uh, you know, we talked last time about the coming soon process and just getting that right exposure out there. And I think moving into a more shifted market like this, a longer time on the market, it, it just benefits the sellers and everything. Well, that's an interesting perspective, Greg. I don't know that I've really thought of it this way before, and you know, because we're talking before we went live about, you know, what would the, what would the world look like if we didn't have an MLS? And it sounds like what Dave is doing is designed a marketing program that actually, you know, it's not that the MLS doesn't exist because you get some help, and they they show up to open houses, and you know, they'll aid their agents will send them and stuff like that, but. I've never really thought about like building building a marketing plan or building a real estate business that doesn't really count on the MLS even being there. And of course, most agents can't 
hack it if the MLS wouldn't wasn't there. So, Greg, what's your what's your opinion on that? Do you see anything happening with the MLS anytime soon to where we have to be prepared for that? I think they're going to consolidate a little bit. Um, and those of you guys that are watching right now, I am uh, Halloweening it up with my own personal black cat. So he is good luck for That's the awesome. uh, put put the, the bandito do- bandito cat down over there. But I mean, when it comes to actual <clears throat> MLS is going away. I don't honestly I don't see it going away. Um I see it changing, I see it shifting. Um I see it consolidating like I said. But if even if you could Dave Dave like you're creating your own MLS essentially, right? Like if you can create your own stuff like Matt you know you and I have talked about a couple of guys who've been um very diligent about marking up the not on market property so they create they're not on market mls right i mean if, if agents were more diligent about that i think they would create more draw to them create more value uh so at their open houses they could say hey look like like i do i say hey look would it be interesting if you guys would you know could hear about properties that weren't on the market and every yep. single person says that um I, yeah, it's, yeah man that's a it, it's such an advantage to have uh the cash flow for say uh, most agents are, you know, they're they're ca- uh, commission check to commission check, and they're not they don't have that cash flow in the bank to market a home correctly. Uh, in my sense, I, I know some agents that have to put the the invoice for the photos at the closing table. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not proper. Um, sellers in this market, they just need the exposure so they get multiple buyers in that door at the same time, the same hour, and uh, that fear loss right so what so let's go over that really quickly so you're seeing the market shift in, in in down in texas right now you're seeing people you know as the market softens you're seeing people like going paycheck to paycheck essentially is that what i'm hearing no it's the uh, commission to commission so paycheck uh, paycheck commission to mission yeah. Yeah, yeah well i guess you're right it, if you're only an average agent or just above you're selling let's say 10 homes a year which is you know admirable i guess but you're going to spend that money before you get the next client because you're trying to either figure out what to do to earn the next client or you just got personal expenses. Yeah. And well, I mean, before everyone thinks you're sitting on your high horse, I mean, let's under, let everyone yes. understand where you came from before they're like, this motherfucker, you know, yeah. he's just all, all hoity-toity. But dude, <laughs> you, you, had, you, 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 you bootstrapped yourself up from like yeah. – like the like the bowels of the business, and now now you since you put the hard work in, now you can look back and you're throwing the rope down to people because you're on the podcast again with us, and you're going like, hey guys, this is what I did. Check it out, you know, you know, go check it out. This you know this is how I did it, right? That's a great uh, that's a great idea too because it's um, back to Glenn Twiddle. He teaches you a lot of a lot of stuff to attract business, so you could use that same model on your homes and your listings. But you could do a lot of free marketing that doesn't cost money to leverage it. In the beginning, that's what we did. We leveraged it free until we could pay for it. So, you know, I'm not not being not bragging in the sense that you got money, but it, you know, say it takes fifteen hundred dollars per listing. Say you spend ten percent of your known commission coming in to get that thing out there. It's just you know, addition to that free marketing aspect model is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, is that you know, just to to drive this point home, for the love of God, if you're new and you can't afford to market a a property in the way that 
you would like to or the way that a top listing agent would, you still have other options. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're not doing a service to your clients. But we've said it a million times on the show. Like if you're that new that you literally are just like you have like you have no savings, you literally you know you're going to have to spend every bit of that commission just on your living expenses. That's fine. Go partner up with a with another agent, get a mentor, someone who's listed properties before, someone who knows what they're doing, whether it's someone like Dave that has their own marketing plan already, or maybe it's someone that just has the experience and they'll let you do your marketing plan. And but they'll but they'll supply the money if you put in the shoe leather and do the work. So there's a there's a bunch of ways to um, to and I know Greg I'm going to offend you skin the cat. There's a bunch of ways to skin this particular cat. <laughs> that's that's good, perfect. I caught Greg. a black one, a black one too. Jeez. I know, but there's but there's a lot of ways to do this. But what you don't, but the end result at the end of the day, what you don't want to do is do a disservice to the clients by okay. doing things like taking your own photos. You know what I'm saying? Like these are things that if you're a team leader, you're probably you know, like you're pulling out your hair that even anybody still does this. But if you're the run of the mill agent, you've probably seen this in your office and do not do that. Right. There, there's a level where you can replace money spent with time spent. Right. So instead of picking up the phone and calling 200 people, you can go knock on 200 doors and you can get a whole crap load of people into an open house just by putting in your time. There's nothing wrong with that. What there is, you know, you going the out and taking photographs a- of the listing. Yeah, that's not good. The invitation is powerful. You know, a lot yes, of agents the don't spend time inviting the people. You're yeah. right. Your marketing plan is to pack as much marketing, as much promotion, as much buzz into as short a time period. You are compressing the time frame as much as humanly possible. Like you want all that foot traffic, all that attention within, what, four days? Yeah. I mean, ideally, most clients will only give you one day, but uh, if mm. you can have 10 to... I like to have 21 days, but obviously you want to shorten it down because people want that blitz aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go 21 to 10 to 7, but ideally you want five-day block of time to take it from a Monday to a Saturday, have a pre-planned event of actionable items that you do in a marketing checklist, an action checklist, and things that you're actually going to be accountable for at the end of the day mm-hmm. so that you feel uh, like when you get that like check, when you get that <laughs> check in the mail or from the title company, you know you earned it. And that's, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I think, uh, fortunate, fortunately, I think that's where the market's going to shift to on a, on a performance level uh, for those uh, for those commission checks is to perform for them. Well, let's, let's, let's dive into that really quickly. When you, when you, well, let's talk about performing for our clients. Um, there's different levels of, I, you know, different, everyone has a different idea of what that might mean. So for you, Dave, when you perform for your client, <clears throat> I mean, what is it to you that is an A level, B level, or just not acceptable level of performance for a client? Because I think a lot of new new agents who are in the business or folks that are listening to this are trying to reinvent themselves or getting back into the business or whatever else or haven't been in it for a while. They're like, what is performing for my client? I mean, what level should I be reacting and, and interacting with my clients at? Um, so if, if you wouldn't mind, I mean, at, at a 10,000 foot level, walk us through what an A level performance for your clients would look like from start to close. Man, that's a good question. Yeah. That's in why the you pay the big bucks. Yeah. That's why I get paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. And you got the cat. <laughs> Two cats. Please, man. Don't kill the other cat. That's Johnson's job. They, it, Heartless you fool. Know, you know, you cross the path of you and the black cat. <laughs> I just want you to know that. But anyways, back to your point. Um... In the Marine Corps, I was taught that anything that feels unsat, your body, your work, 
it, you know, you, you got to identify it and you got to work on that weakness. Uh, from start to finish, we have a 26 step process. Um, it's, in, it's everything from online content, the photos, the documents you need. It's the, you know, the retargeting on Facebook ads. That's, man, we could go in all day on, uh, into that all day long because people spend too much money trying to generate a new lead. Just retarget the ones you already have with your listings. You'd be just fine. But, you know, it's a 26-step process. It's a 26-step process that if it's carried out correctly, you're going to feel satisfied and your client's going to be Disney World Express, uh, Ritz. Uh, you know, they're going to have such an experience that they, can, they, get, they cannot deny referring you business the rest of your life. You will, you will 20x that referral time if you follow a system that just, uh, that performance is like a NFL player that, you know, the stories of um, Jerry Rice, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. that he went over and above being that NFL player for San Francisco, and he didn't have to be, but that's what you got to bring to this market. You got to perform at a level that you're uncomfortable with so that your clients see it. Matt, just so you uh, know, Jerry Rice is a football player, and he played for the 49ers up here in San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> oh how dare you? How dare you question my knowledge of 80s and 90s San Francisco 49ers football? I have more books on Bill Walsh than you can ever. You don't even know they exist. Wait, who's Bill Walsh? Yeah, thank you very much for that. So that's that's exactly And for everybody that's listening can now understand who the real sports fan is. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, Dave, let's talk about getting over the hump a little bit, because uh, yeah. this is a, this is a very interesting conversation to me. You've been going through essentially what a lot of folks go through. Your business is expanding. You're working on taking on people. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't work out. You end up having to let them go, move on, or they leave and you move on. So all this stuff like that. Um, so I want to talk about a little bit uh, of what your fiance's role is in the business. And let's break this down a little bit. And, and help people kind of get a sense of what the next steps are, right? Well, what are the next things that you could be doing or should be doing that will get you over that hump? You might hit it by the end of the year, but we're going to assume it's probably going to fall just a hair short. And so really the goal for next year is triple digits. So you're, it's it's about kind of setting you up for tuning in 2019. So what's your fiance doing? When you say she's in the operations role, what does that mean? It keeps me in my plan, my prospecting lead follow-up. Negotiating deals for my clients and obviously appointment setting. She just keeps reminding me every day that I'm not doing, I not doing. I need to keep doing what I'm doing. That's my strength. And and for her, she um, you know she came out in perfect time a year and a half ago, probably six months after we did our our thing. In uh, the first time, I was just trying to figure out the team model. I was just fine trying to leverage myself. I had three buyers agents, no admin staff. I was doing it completely wrong. Um, okay. I had yep. to cut. I had to cut down the pay scale because uh, we had no money to spend on support. Uh, I was paying it all to the uh, the buyers agents. So I lost two of them moving forward. Not lost them. They just you know reorganized the business a little bit. Um, we lost them. Yeah, lost them. But you know, Liz <laughs> takes care of the investment side, but also keeps track of. Of our stuff, but I do have uh, a Stephanie Cook, a lifesaver. She is our TC. Mm-hmm. Uh, she two years with Keller Williams came over, moved here to Fort Worth, and applied for the job. He was on board in the office for six months. 
had some family stuff, had to, had to work from home. Uh, it was a struggle at first trying to figure out what her really role was. But now with Liz and Stephanie helping out, uh, I'm not falling short on paperwork issues, admin, or anything. And it okay. just gives me some time to grow it. Cool. So you've got somebody essentially kicking your own butt just to make sure that you stay on track with the things that you've committed to yourself to do and just essentially staying on schedule and staying on yeah. track. Um, but she but she herself is splitting roles, right? She's running an investment business and she's trying to run the operations of your business at the same time, right? Yeah. So then we talked about before we went live that right now, like all your checklists are in your head, right? Right. Yeah. So is is she I'm I'm assuming she doesn't have the time to be that person that helps get those checklists out of your head and onto paper, right? No, I'm actually doing that now. Uh been working on that for the last year. And you can see yeah, the really? growth. Yeah, you yeah. can see the growth when you do that and and using Google uh, Google Drive to have that stuff. I mean, I built out a a lot of documents. I can't believe what was in my brain. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, 12, 13 years of the business and five years of coaching is just just a you know it's amazing what you could come up with to, to organize this business. No, it really is. Uh, about four years ago, I uh, I developed an entire uh, month worth of coaching program of two days a week at three hours per day coaching program in a 45 minute flight from San, uh, from LA to San Francisco after a Tom Ferry event for my last brokerage. Wow. And it was it, like, Dave, Dave, to your point, like it, it's insane. Like when you go in and you just start extracting out what you have in there, you'd mm -hmm. be astounded to what we all have in our brains, but we never tap into uh, because we don't think there's enough in our brains or enough resources at our fingertips. And I've said many, many times, and I did not come up with this quote, I heard Tony Robbins say it, and so I'll give him credit for it. <clears throat> it comes down, there's resource, resources and resourcefulness. And you have the resources, obviously, and you then became resourceful with those resources, and you put it into action, you built the documents for your team. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I, I just got done writing a lead management policy. Uh, obviously, you, you share ideas with other agents at a high level. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I've just impressed myself over the last week coming up with, a financial statement that I want to meet in five years, a lead management policy, and actually have position agreements that lay out the the absolutes, the consistency, and the uh, the commitment I need from everybody on my team uh, yeah. to have, have you, that performance. Have you seen any kind of pushback from team members uh, for like position requirements or position demands, you know, like what you demand and, and expect from them. Because a lot of people, when they get into the business, they're like, well, I, I want to be my own person. I want to be my own agent. I want to work for myself. I want to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, and D, you know. But, I mean, are you seeing people saying, look, I actually I actually do want to be a part of something bigger than me. I actually do want to become, you know, re responsible for my actions. It comes back to that vision and culture. Uh Starbucks is always hiring, I tell them. You know? And, and I've been telling Matt for years, Walmart's looking for more You get paid more, more there, readers. and you got better health benefits than what I'm going to offer you <laughs> if you don't work. You know? I got Walmart the application right here in the office for them. You can apply on their app. I'm just kidding. But, you know, it, it, you, know you, could, you could do assessments. You could do – you could interview back-to-back. -back. Yeah, at one point, I had, I had like three or four weeks. So I was just tired of interviewing people. Because uh, it's just, it's, you got to get those people in here that want to be included and be a team member. 
And the same with your clients. Uh, I want to attract the clients that want to work with me. I want to attract the team members that want to work with me, that I want to work with. And, I mean, we're going to do some amazing things. I'm going to go to a 1,000 sales or over. Never thought that was even possible. Um, but I'm going to do it with a team. I'm, uh, I'm going to move people forward in life now uh, and, man, just really benefit some, uh, my people that are around me every day. Mm. I want to be a like true that. leader, so, you know. So I want to get back to uh, just, like, the systems and stuff like that. So you're, you're in the middle of uh... – you're in the middle of building out the the systems that are going to kind of lay the foundation for this next big jump. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Right. So, Dave, you've put in and you know how hard it is because so, you've been putting in the work. You know how hard it is to build the systems as you're still in the business, actively working with clients. So uh, I think for a lot of people, they do the exact same thing you did. Right. Buyers, agents, they think, yeah. well, I've got more leads than I know what to handle. Let's bring on an agent, right? Mistake right. number one. Now it's, it, you know, you bring in admin first, start getting your systems down, then maybe worry about getting, getting the buyers agents. But now you've got that fixed, right? So that's in place. Now you've got your transaction coordinators. You've got someone that handles it from contract to close. So there's a couple of different ways to kind of go to, to scale up that I've seen people do. And it's kind of your option. I don't know that there's from here on out, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, and I'm curious to see, I don't know which way you've decided to go yet. Um, but you could start, essentially it's you, you're looking for ways so that you can spend your time in the highest value things and offload everything else. So that I think the next stages for you are probably offloading some of the client communication, mm -hmm. like getting, getting your, getting a client coordinator who may be different from your transaction coordinator to start talking with your clients. Good so point. it's not all falling on you. Especially as your days on market start to go up, that starts to become a bigger deal. When they're, when homes are flying off the shelves, client communication during the listing process is, well, you know, it's a, what, a week? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, yeah, start ready for the, the closing home. process, right? When you, yeah, list you start it. the closing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, so, I'll get so that, that starts to go out. You have to make sure that that's in place. But then you've got somebody, fortunately, you've got your fiance that's helping you build out this kind of stuff and, and laying the foundation. And yep. here's the big point that I wanted to make. There, there's a couple of reasons for revolving doors between real estate agents and staff, and especially admin staff. Uh, number, I would say one of them is the personality of the agent and just being them, right? Which that's not everybody, but some people just have strong personalities and they just don't mesh. But take that out of the equation. Um, the average person that comes in to work a job we don't relate to them anymore we don't understand what that mentality is like we don't identify with it at all but yeah. uh, you know the people that come in to work a job they want to plug into systems they want those systems to be in place they want to know exactly what they're signing on for they want to know how they're going to be judged they want to know how to know when they're good doing a good job versus a bad job so that they can just kind of right right up to that line of I'm doing a good job and they're not going to go much farther past it. Most people are not going to go much farther past it. And what's tough for us as agents and on, and just entrepreneurs in general is taking that step back, taking a big deep breath and going, okay, where's the line? Yeah. Exactly. What is the expectation I'm going to set? And then what is the system that I'm going to plug into so that the average person, the person who's right for this role can fit in you know what I'm saying? And then they come in with a whole different mentality. They come in with a much greater level of security. There's a lot less stuff that's in flux. There's a lot less stuff that makes you upset 
right? Yeah. Which right. is a good thing, right? So there's less friction. Less friction is a very good thing. I'm a high most driver, of them don't so want it's friction. really hard. They don't want confrontation. Yeah, you're a you're a driver. You're a Marine Corps guy, for God's sake. You know, it's yeah. not it's not going to be easy to really for you to relate to the person that just wants to show up and do a good job and do kind of the average. So I think you just have to overcompensate for that by building really good systems they can plug into, and then you set the expectations so there's less friction, less anger, less you know, less confrontation with them. Um, that will help a lot. You know, Absolutely. I see a lot of people, the guys that do it successfully that make that jump. That's what they're either they get good at it or they bring somebody in like you have who is good at it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's, a, it's been a big struggle in learning. Do I want to pour into these people too is my biggest question, my concern in my head. And it, yeah, because if you don't train them, they're going to stick around. Right. And if you do, they may leave, but uh, no, my it depends big thing on how is, you pour in. Yeah, and that's just me. I want to pour into them. Yeah, yeah. There's there's ways to pour in. You can help them develop personally. Doesn't mean you need to teach them how to be self sufficient rainmaker agents. Like there's there's no there's nothing written in the real estate law books that says you as a team leader have to train them on how to be you if they have you know every possibility of just taking that skill set that you just taught them and leaving you. Um, Your responsibility is to the business and just to train them on how to operate within your business. Nothing more. That's that's my view. That 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 will not make. There's a there's a lot of people out there that disagree with that. Yeah. Um, but to me, your obligation is to the business first and people second. I was listening to one of y'all's uh, podcasts this morning, going to the gym, and it's that step back you just said. It's um you know I'm used to doing the 50 deals by myself, so why can't you do 40 yourself? Now let's 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 get them to 20, and if that's consistent, that's their behavior. Let's celebrate that, not get mad at that. That's yeah. that's the shift that I'm going through. It's like, cool. Is that what you want to hit every year? That's going to be your financial goals. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Greg, you and I talked about this where we literally ended the last show with this. Most agents want to sell about two to three homes a month. They want to work with the people they want to work with. They want to have a great lifestyle, travel a little bit, stock some money away, get a nicer house every few years and steadily upgrade the the average list price of the home they sell and then steadily upgrade the quality of the clients that we work with, they work with so that their quality of life continues to go up over time. Um, I can't, we all like all the entrepreneurs that end up starting teams can't relate to that mentality. But I think the more that we understand it, the more we can be supportive of it, understand that the most stable real estate business is probably based on those people not other rainmakers like yourself and trying to hold on to other rainmakers. It's insanely hard. It's hurting cats to, to get rainmakers to stay with you, you know? Yeah. You know, thinking back when I got into the market, I didn't realize my context was my business. I didn't realize the people that I surround myself with is my market share. And um, it's a nice idea that, I was hoping to get to 12 transactions. I want to do one a month. I remember writing that down. I was like, if I could just do one a month as a new agent, because I actually um, uh, publicly on live, I was asked to resign my position where I was working because I was doing real estate at work. And mm. uh, and I was sitting at Starbucks. We always talk about Starbucks. So, <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, man, what am I going to do? And it's been 13 years of full-time real estate now. And uh, but getting that 12 mark out of my head, uh, you know, just having that perspective in the beginning 
of what what can be achievable if you have the right training. Mm-hmm. So what, right, what made right you? Team. What made you shift from going from 12 to 100, literally over 10xing? I mean, like you exploded out of the, out of the gate with, with the, when your mindset shifted. So, yeah. I mean, what, what went from like, God, please, baby Jesus, you know, let me get 12 deals a year. I'd be happy. To now you're like, I'm going to do 100 deals this year, and I'm going to do more next year, and I'm going to keep growing this beast that I'm feeding. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what snapped? What changed? Because that thing, that one little itty bitty teeny tiny thing that changed in you has made all the difference. And my gut is probably somewhere in the yeah. website. I, I was talking to a guy at a nightclub at, at an event. We all went out for an um, after party. And I just I just casually said, hey, how many deals are you doing? I was, I was expecting a number around 40, and he said 500. <laughs> and I was like, What? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I think I think Jay Z is too loud in my ears right now. Yeah. Did you say 500? What? Yeah. Um, and then you start looking into it. This is four years ago, almost to the to the month. Um, I saw an ad and I applied to the the coaching program. I couldn't even afford it, but I just got a twenty thousand dollar commission check for selling my highest priced house in Colleyville, Texas. And I was like, screw it. I'm gonna pay for six months. And I just, it, that's what snapped. I was like, I, I could do this. But I still, in the back of my head, you're like, no. No, Dave Pinnell can't, can't do that. That's a lot yeah, of that's people. That's a tough one to overcome, isn't it? Yeah. Just it's like, well, a, somebody else could do it, but it won't work for me. Right. And I, yeah. I've i never lacked confidence. Uh, but, man, when you think about doing 400 transactions, having employees, and I'm writing checks every day now. Mm-hmm. Expenses, you know, I got two checks here. People waiting, texting me to come pick up. I'm like, you know, that's the reality of the business. Everyone wants your money. Hey, I, I mean, I've, I've sent you a, several texts today. I mean, where is my check? I've been waiting <laughs> yeah. for that damn thing. I got you. I got <laughs> you. Hey, come on, get get I on. I love that. I love that Grant Cardone uh, quote. Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? That's what. Well, that's what everybody's saying to you. Where's my yeah. money, Dave? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, write the check. All right, so uh, so we talked about what the what the goals are, and and you know kind of what the process is. You're get you're getting your systems laid down. You're you're hiring more people. You know kind of what agents you're looking for that's going to help you get to it. I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest mindset things, it prevents agents from knowing they could do five deals a month versus two. It prevents them from thinking I can do I can do 500 deals a year instead of 100. And it's the idea that all that stuff ends up being more work. And it's not. Yeah. Actually, it's in not, fact, it's, it's what's uh, weirdly counterintuitive. Profit allows leverage. Uh, one of y'all's uh, mm-hmm. podcasts, Profit Allows Leverage. I think it was Jeff uh, Co- uh, Cohen. The guy with the, yeah, Cohen or something up there north. Uh, mm-hmm. It was yeah, on Jeff one of y'all's things. Yeah, Jeff Cohen. You yeah. were talking to him on one, and he's like, yeah, it's just profit over, you know, it allows leverage. Yeah. So when you do start making uh, more money, it allows you to have more people to help you with those clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, yeah, it's hundred percent true. Yeah, to keep that performance level up too. Exactly, and the more people that you have involved, and the more specialists you have on your team, it actually yeah. increases the quality of the service. Like we we think we're doing everything at hundred percent, and maybe for us we are, but we're still just one person. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. There's no way for us to execute the ideal checklist of everything that needs to be done for our clients. Like I can, I can tell you like all the, 
there, there's people on my team, even though I've done every single aspect of marketing and podcast production, and li I've literally done every single thing in my business. I was able, because of being better at sales and marketing, I was able to hire people that are now better at every single step of the process than I was at every single step of the process. That doesn't mean I can't step into certain aspects of my business and be better than certain people are in, in my business. But in aggregate, in total, we deliver a better product now than I did when it was just me, even if I only had a few people to focus on, which is which is insane. And it's the thing that, that like we have to get our heads wrapped around that growth doesn't equal more work. It's just different work. It's just different. Yeah. That's all it is. And I could remember when I was growing it. I'm still growing it. But when you're doing the 40, 50, I always I was always behind a step or not forgetting. But I was always being reminded from other agents uh, to try to keep up with that. You know, if I was a listing agent on a house, I'd, the buyer's agent would always remind me to do something or something like that. Uh, that's just the, the craziness of it that when you do sit down and actually uh, to write out these systems, you actually get better at, at the client uh, experience as well, too. And it, I can't believe we have so many things documented now that we're just, you know, next year is going to be uh, projected 162 transactions and then. 20% from there increase Nice year over year. Love it. It's all doable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once you get your systems in place, then it's just a matter of consistently prospecting for agents and other, yeah. other relationships to, to plug them into the system that's already built. Like that's the hard part. The hard yeah. part is getting all the stuff out of your head and onto paper so that when people come into the business, they go, okay, yeah, I know exactly what to expect. I know what I got to do. I, I can, I can do this. So, all right, so Dave, let people know, kind of remind people where you're at so they can keep you in mind for referrals and what's the best place to connect with you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we're in Fort Worth. We're an hour from Dallas, Texas. Uh, so if I'm at events, I always say I'm from Dallas, but clearly it's Tarrant County, Fort Worth, Texas. Please reach out. And if it's okay with you guys, um, I'm actually been working on that coming soon booklet, uh, mm -hmm. the marketing plan. And, and anybody that wants it, let's go ahead and share it with them. It should sure. be ready, uh, you know, professionally put together in about two weeks. So uh, I'd love to share it so we can improve our industry as a whole. Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode after the fact, um, just check the show notes for the link. Uh, that's the easiest place for uh, for us to go and, and get that uh, that link over to people. So check that out. That's at the website McDanielRealEstateSystems.com. Just go to the latest episodes and find uh, find the show there. Um, awesome. And then uh, I'm assuming they can reach out. What's the best way if they want to send you a referral just to your team? Uh, to the team. Um, just uh, It's team at citiesrealestate.com. C-I-T-I-S, realestate.com. I can't even spell my own city, company. City's name. plural. Yeah, city's, city's plural. plural. Exactly. I am I'm, dyslexic, so hey, I... I'm the <laughs> dyslexic one on the show, sir. Uh, Do not steal yeah. my title. I can misspell it, shit all day it, long. The only thing I'm good at is selling houses. I can't do anything else in life. <laughs> well, you got yourself a beautiful fiance, so you're definitely good at something else. So let's just put it there. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> Matt's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, wow. hey, anybody else watching after this show, May 11th, Rosemary, Florida, come on out. <laughs> just kidding. I, just told I you think they will. I think yeah, exactly. they will. You're going to have a lot of people bring a wedding, wedding crashing. Bring a wedding gift if you're coming. <laughs> that's right I'm, I'm registered at the local ferrari dealership you may stop yeah. in there and acquire something something small something tasteful something tasteful yes. i mean keep it keep it classy you mean a keychain right. directly that's, right. that's uh, the, brian uh, that's uh, that goes to brian out there in california 
Basically, give me your Greg, what's the uh, what's the best way to connect with you, and why should people connect with you? We talked about the uh, the, the thirty six to life program a little bit, but we didn't yeah. really spell it out. <clears throat> Guys, if you're looking to, you've heard Dave in this show. He's gone from rags to riches. I mean, a lot of us are, or sometimes you're mentally in rags, or you're physically or financially in rags, or emotionally in rags. If you guys are looking to get that bump, if you want to be around people like Dave and like other folks that Matt, Dave, Matt and I surround ourselves with, yeah, that Matt and I, you know, run with and everything else, you know, come hang with us. I mean, this is what our what our team does with EXP. Um, you know, we're going to put you through the 36 to life. We're going to show you how to use social media. We're going to show you how to use social, you know, um, send out cards. What's up? Hashtag BFF. I see Gail over there in the, in the viewers. So, you know, if you want to learn how to do, you know, send out cards, there's a lot of value add to bring more business, more, more income and more just fulfilling business to you. Come check us out. Go to bookmcdaniel.com. Again, it's bookmcdaniel.com. Let's book time. Let's see if you guys are the right fit for us and we're the right fit for you. Go go there. Matt, how can they give us a review on the show so that we can get more viewers and influence more lives? Uh, go to Apple Podcasts or go to iTunes or Stitcher, depending on your handy-dandy device, and uh, just leave a ride rating or a review. Uh, Five-star rating is preferable. And then if you enjoyed a particular guest episode, make sure to give them a shout-out in the rating. So, for example, if you like Dave's episode, give him a shout-out. Thank him for his time, his contribution, for opening up about his business and sharing you know, his challenges and the, uh, the process on the way to doing triple-digit deals a year. So that's the best way to review us. We would have super, super, super greatly appreciate it. Uh, and then make sure to go check out rockstarlivevideo.com. That's our free training on how to get started with Facebook Live, short targeted Facebook Live videos to attract more clients, build your credibility, keep in touch and stay on top of uh, mind with your database, all kinds of good benefits. Um, we're actually going to be pulling um, some of our shows off of Facebook Live because longer form content, like what we do here, doesn't perform as well as the things that we teach in that course, which is very short very content-packed, engaging, fun Facebook videos. That's what gets the most traction. And so we're seeing less of success with long, with actual shows. But the, the, thing, the things we talk about in Rockstar Live Video, the short videos, that's what's getting more traction. And Facebook is sending more eyeballs and more traffic there. So go to rockstarlivevideo.com, get the uh, free training for that uh, for video series. So with that being said, Gregory, uh, shall we you put a bow? You look better on camera through that, that thing? Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just figured out the letter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. The, well, you, <laughs> it reminds me of that old. There's that old friend's joke. It's like what? They can't. You know, it was on yeah. camera. Well, exactly how many cameras were on you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. You guys are awesome, man. Ten pounds. Ten pounds. Yeah. Ten pounds. Exactly. Like, what the fuck, dude. Oh, um, Matt, we need a color. We should probably do something in, in in respect to the great state of Texas. Purple. Oh, well, He's purple. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to go with Dave's purple. I mean, come on yeah. now. Oh, That's the well. color. It's the color of the magician archetype. Dave magically gets homes to sell through his open house process. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. A beautiful royal purple is going to be the color of our bow today. Thank you guys for watching and listening to our show. We greatly appreciate you. We love you. We appreciate you guys listening to us and following us. Please share this with an agent that might need to hear the content that Dave, you know, was gracious enough to give us today. Um, we will be coming back with our next episode uh, with another amazing guest or just Matt and I just bullshitting together, having a grand old time, just enjoying each other's company. <clears throat> As I choke on my own spit. Uh, Liz. <coughs> what? <coughs> what? Y'all need to do Liz. Have her on. Yeah, we'll get Liz on. Yeah. 
Anyways, we'll do that. You need, need someone cute on the show. Sorry. Will you call me ugly fool? Hey, every day, all day. Every day, all day. How dare you, Dave? All right, with that said, we're totally kicking off the show now. Yes. Uh, All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you in the next show. Until next time, peace out, ninjas. Happy Halloween. We gone.